It is such a blessing to have the Brits back with us. Hallelujah. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Wonderful to have you all. Uh, You guys, you know, flew in. (laughs) Our snowbirds, hallelujah, flying in. Wonderful to have you guys back. It's always a joy to have them in service with us. Hallelujah. And uh, praise the Lord. You know what? We're just going to... We can just pause for a minute. Can we do that? I'm going to have you guys be seated. I'm going to ask Brother Britt to just testify real quick. Hallelujah. Give us some of that joy you got, brother. Yes, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes. If I've got just a minute, I'm going to get out of your language. I want to hear the word. But I had a phone call right before we left North Carolina. And she said, Kathy, don't give up. Because you got a kid on the way. Mm-hmm. So before we hung, 
trying to encourage them, Brother Neil. And three times in our conversation, I said, don't give up. Here I am speaking. Don't give up. you got a kid on the way. Yes, thank you, Jesus. I hung up that phone and I was thinking, here it is. <laughs> to a lady that give up all hope. Yeah. You got a kid in your Jesus, how about we rejoice in the Lord? Let's thank the miracle-working God. Oh, Lord Jesus, we praise you, God. Thank you for that testimony, Lord. Oh, Jesus, we bring our needs to you today. We know you are a miracle-worker, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. If you could all stand today, we're going in our Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 36. Thank you so much, Brother Britt, for that testimony. What an encouraging testimony. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. What a wonderful, wonderful testimony. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, yes, and he's going to do it today. Amen. Anybody believe he's going to do it today? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 1. I'm a proponent of speaking things into existence. And I'm not claiming that everything that we speak is going to happen, but I do know the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. And this morning, I'm going to preach a sermon that's very dis- unlike the sermons we usually preach in church, in this church, uh, often. And uh, it's because we're a little bit more balanced. You might go down the street and hear only a positive, bless you message all the time. Here we preach the whole counsel of God. But today, I hope to bless us. I pray that God would use me to speak things into our lives today. Is that okay? Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 1. Also, thou son of man, prophesy unto the mountains. Everybody say, prophesy unto the mountains. Of Israel, and say, ye mountains of Israel, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, because the enemy, oh, I feel the Holy Ghost, uh, hath said against you, aha, even the ancient high places are ours in possession. Our enemies have claimed our mountain. Therefore prophesy, thus saith the Lord God, because they have made you desolate, and swallowed you up on every side, that ye might possess or be a possession unto the residue of the heathen, and you are taken up in the lips of talkers and are in infamy of the people. Let's skip over the verse 7. It says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, I have lifted up mine hand. Surely the heathen that are about you They shall bear their shame. But ye, O mountains of Israel, ye shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people of Israel, for they are at hand to come. For behold, I am for you, and I will turn unto you, and you shall be tilled and sown, and I will multiply men upon you, all the house of Israel, even all of it, and the cities shall be inhabited, and the waste shall be builded, and I will multiply upon you man and beast, and they shall increase and bring fruit, and I will settle you. Everybody say settle. I will settle you after your old estates and will do better. Everybody say better. I will do better unto you than at your beginnings and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I believe God's just wanting to do something in the spirit. This may not be the best preaching, may not be the best service. Oh, but God's going to do something in the spirit today. I believe God's going to put something in our hearts. Would you just lift up your hands right now and say, God, I receive the blessing. God, I receive the prophecy. Lord, we receive it in the name of Jesus. 
We know that you're doing something in the spirit that we cannot see in the physical. We know that, Lord God, much is going on right now. And, Lord, we trust in the gifts of the spirit. And we trust in the word of God. So today, Lord, we ask you to speak to us. Prophesy into our lives. Help us to understand your word. In the name of Jesus. Everybody say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Would you just solidify that with some praise right now? Thank you, Jesus, for what you're about to do. Thank you, Lord, for your word. We love you and we praise you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, God bless you. You may be seated. On January 26, 2020, I preached a message from 1 Kings chapter 20 called, We Win. This story, of course, in 1 Kings chapter 20 about the Israelites that greatly defeated the Syrian army. The Syrians could not understand why or how the Israelites had defeated them. They began to question among themselves, how in the world could this army defeat ours? How could they have gotten the upper hand? Obviously a superstitious group of people. They said, well, obviously the Israelites' gods are the gods of the hills. They serve the gods of the mountains. If we battle them in the valleys, then no doubt we will win. Of course, they were sadly mistaken. Amen. For they did go down into the valley and face the Israelites. And even down in the valley, the Israelites won. Because I'm here to tell you, he's not just the God of the hills, the God of the mountains. He's also the God in the valley. Amen. Praise God. And the point of the sermon was no matter what we face, whether we be on the mountaintop or down in the valley, we are going to win. I still believe that here today, that it doesn't matter where you are, where your current state of affairs are, no matter what, if you are a child of God and you are praying and seeking the face of God, you are going to be victorious. You will win on the mountain. You will win in the valley. You will win. Everybody shout, I win. You win. Why? Because we're the people of the name. We're the people with the Holy Ghost. We're the ones who've gone down in Jesus' name. We're children of the King. Let me remind you who you are for just a second. You're not a beggar. No, you're a child of the King. And it doesn't matter where you are. You win. We win. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And I preached that feeling and even stated in that sermon very emphatically. We are about to see some very, very difficult times. Within months, everything got shut down. COVID began to spread. Church as we knew it changed at that point. We lost most of our members. It became a very difficult season, but we won. Hallelujah. And we're still here. Amen. 
Hallelujah. And we made it through. Anybody say, I made it. Hallelujah. I made it. I made it through the valley. Hallelujah. Because my God is the God of the valley. Praise God. But I want to preach to you on the other side. I want to preach not about the valley. See, we preach about the valley all the time. Because sometimes we get into this mindset of the valley. We are living in the valley. It becomes our identity. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I recognize that's a beautiful passage of Scripture. But can I tell you, the valley is only meant to be a portion of your walk with God. But you must walk through the valley and come out on the other side. What I'm trying to say is it's not meant to be all doom and gloom all the time. And though we can encourage Encourage each other in the valley. Let me also assure you, you are an overcomer. Hallelujah. You are more than a conqueror. And you don't need to be only living in the valley. But God wants us to get to the mountain and recognize the blessings of the Lord that is found in the mountains. Hallelujah. All right, I'll preach alone. That's okay. Praise the Lord. Because I believe this today and I in prayer begin to pray and God put a message in my heart. This is part two from yesterday. I saw yesterday as we began to sing about dry bones coming to life. God put a vision in my mind in the city of Stewart. I saw dry bones begin to take life in our city. And God said, I'm about to restore life in what has been dead. I'm about to restore life in what you thought could never survive again. I'm about to restore. Oh, I'm telling you, in this place, God's wanting to restore. God's wanting to restore. God's wanting to restore in the spirit, in the physical. He's wanting to restore you to a place of honor and victory and overcoming. Come on, he doesn't want you to sit in depression anymore, brothers and sisters. He wants you to walk in the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. We don't have to be the tail. He's not designated us as the tail. We are the head of the pack. And we're meant to move forward. And we're meant to be blessed. And we're meant to be honored and favored by God. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. But we've come content with a me oh my attitude. And we've allowed our enemies to take the high ground. And we've turned it over. Yeah, I know we've held on to some faith that we'll make it back. But we've seen where the enemy has attacked us uh, and attacked us. Uh, it's come against our finances. Uh, it's come against our people. Uh, come against our faith. Uh, come against our family, uh, our marriages, uh, our children. Uh, we've seen it over and over again the last few months. Uh, hallelujah, where the devil has attacked us and come against us. And, and I, I, hallelujah, I feel as I read this passage of scripture, I felt uh, like this was our story. 
territory, the mountaintop that we're supposed to be in. The enemy is now inhabiting it, and we're down in the valley wondering what is going on, what's going to happen, why am I down here, and my enemy is up there, why is the devil exalted in my society, and God made low, why is sin exalted, and holiness made low, what is going on, oh I feel in the spirit today, God gave me a message to tell you, he's about to restore the mountaintop, hallelujah, and that which has been exalted, he will bring down low and the people of God are about to arise in a new level of favor and blessing and anointing and power. Anybody hear what I'm talking about today? Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because that mountain doesn't belong to them. Come on, somebody get angry here today. That mountain doesn't belong to them. No, the Bible says in the Holy Ghost is peace and joy. I've got joy. I've got joy. Why? Because I've got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I don't need to sit in my depression. I've got joy. I've got peace. I can remain in the mountain. I'm not saying everything's going to be perfect. I'm not saying that we're not going to have to fight our way up there, but I'm saying that God's restoring the mountains. God's restoring the mountains. He's taking our enemies out and we're moving in, brothers and sisters. We're moving in. Hallelujah. Anybody ready to move into your mountain? Anybody ready to move into to your blessing? Anybody ready to move into your anointing? Anybody ready to move into a new level of favor today? Anybody ready? Hallelujah. The hills in Scripture always represented the holiness of God, the favor of God, and the strength of God. We read in Psalms 48 and 1, Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for situation, or beautiful in position. It was a beautiful thing to look up and see the temple up in the hills, He says, when you look up, it's a beautiful sight. It's the joy of the whole earth. That's Mount Zion. That's the city of the great king. Hallelujah. Oh, can I preach to you for a moment? That's what God's called us to be. He's called us to be a city on a hill. He's called us to be a city on a hill. He's called us to represent the joy of the whole earth. Hallelujah. He's called us to represent the city of the great king. And I don't know about you, but that's not a city that's down and out. And we're just dragging ourselves to church. That's a city that's victorious. That's a city that's triumphant. That's a city that's joyful. That's a city that has peace. Oh, praise God. I'm trying to tell somebody it's time to get your marching shoes on because we are in the city of the great king and we're beautiful in situation. Hallelujah. The mountains represented the holiness of God. 
the favor with people, favor with God, strength and safety. This passage of Scripture speaking directly to Jerusalem, which stands on hills at an elevation of 2,575 feet. You had to walk up to get to the temple. That's the position the church belongs, brothers and sisters. (laughs) Hallelujah. That's where we belong. I recognize that we must go down into the valley in time, uh, at times. Uh, but I also know that the sh- that surely uh, goodness and mercy uh, shall follow me all uh, of the days of my life. Uh, hallelujah. I know that he's preparing a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Uh, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord. Where's the house of the Lord sitting? It's up in the mountain. The house of the Lord is elevated. Elevated on the hill. That's where I belong. That's where you belong. Hallelujah. It's up in the hills. In the power and the strength and joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. If you're holding on for some great rest revelation today, I don't have any of it. I just got some encouragement. Brothers and sisters, you are kings and queens. You are priests in this place. Maybe today not so much, but in the future you're going to be that. You've got that identity right now. Why are you just still sitting back and saying, woe is me? Absolutely not. God's got favor. God's got blessing. God's got anointing. God's going to do something for you. Praise God. Ezekiel chapter 36 and 8 says, But ye, O mountains of Israel, ye shall shoot forth your branches and yield your fruit to my people of Israel. For they are at hand to come. There's two points I'd like to make from this one passage of Scripture. First of all, I believe when the Lord has blessed the mountain, it will produce fruit. I am so thankful for what happened yesterday. Anybody thankful for for our service yesterday, the worship on the dogs? Um, We had over 100 people there in attendance. We had 50 to 60 people that just walked up. I'd imagine probably over a hundred people that got flyers. I can tell you that's a victory. Hallelujah. That's something to rejoice over. Amen. Praise God. But, but let me tell you also, I believe that we're going to see fruit from that. And you might look around and say, well, none of them showed up today. That's all right. Maybe next Sunday they'll be here. But we're going to see fruit on the mountain, right? Because that's what's promised us. That's what has been given to us. Somebody speak it into existence. I claim fruit on the mountain. I claim fruit in my life. I claim growth. I claim blessings. I claim that my bank account will be full that I'll get a raise or a job. Come on. Claim it in the name of Jesus. Oh, let me tell you, brothers and sisters, he wants us to be blessed. 
I'm not one of those prosperity preachers. You know that. You know, I don't just walk around talking about all you got to do is give in the offering and then God will bless you and all this stuff. I'm just claiming what the Bible says. And my Bible tells me I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor is seed begging bread. My Bible tells me he owns the cattle of a thousand hills. Hallelujah. That means all that's in the mountain is the Lord's. And I can claim it. And I can receive it. And I'll be blessed buy it. Oh, somebody receive that right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I pray a restoration over the finances. I pray a restoration over the finances. I pray a restoration and income in the name of Jesus over your people, Lord God. And I know we've gone through the valley. That's been you. You brought us there, but I believe, God, you're wanting to take us up in the mountain. I pray the blessing of the Lord in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Oh, Oh, that's right, that's right. How about this? The rest of this sermon will just be in a prayer meeting right now. Hallelujah, I feel in the spirit. God wants to give us a restoration of favor. Ezekiel 36 and 9 says, For behold, I am for you. I don't know about you, but there's been times where I felt like God wasn't for me. Can we be honest? And we looked around and said, God, where are you? What are you doing? What are you waiting on? Why are you allowing me to go through this? Why did this happen? I want to put into your heart. Can we remind ourselves? God says, I am for you. And I will turn you. Hallelujah. I believe God's about to do some turning in this place. I'm going to turn you. And what you've seen has been dead. I'm going to bring it to life again. You shall be tilled and sown. And I will multiply men upon you. All the house of Israel. Even all of it. And the city shall be inhabited. And the waste shall be builded. Hallelujah. He said, listen. I'm going to bring men, the children of Israel, back into the mountain. (coughs) The mountain where there is favor. God's bringing us back to the mountain where we've lost favor with our neighbors. God's about to restore favor. We've lost favor with our coworkers or our boss. God's about to restore favor. We've lost favor with our family. I I believe this in the Holy Ghost. God's about to restore favor. But let me tell you, he's not restoring favor just so that your relationship with them would be abundant, but he's restoring favor so that you can minister to them and you can preach to them and you can bring them to church and you can be a godly witness to them. Isaiah 52 and 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings and publish peace. That bringeth good tidings of good that publish salvation. That saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. 
Thy watchmen shall lift up the voice. With the voice together shall they sing. For they shall see eye to eye when the Lord shall bring again Zion. Break forth into joy. Sing together, ye waste place of Jerusalem. For the Lord hath comforted his people. He hath redeemed Jerusalem. Let me tell you, if you've been lost in your walk with God, and you felt like you've fallen away, and you feel like you've got sins in your life that you can't break, and you feel like you've had a difficult time coming to church, and praying, and reading the Bible, here's what I feel the Holy Ghost is saying. I want to restore you your favor with me. I want to give you a relationship that's greater than what you've had in the past. I'm going to bring you to a point of rejoicing. If you'll just call out to me and seek me, I'll give you more anointing than you had before. I'll give you more blessing than you had before. I'll give you more favor than you had before. You thought you were a good preacher before. You just wait until the Lord restores you up in the mountain. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. This prophecy in Ezekiel is both in the physical and the spiritual. And this is what I believe the Lord is trying to give to us. Trying to say, I'm going to restore the physical, that which has been lost. But I'm also going to restore in the spiritual that which has been lost. If you believe that, would you clap your hands right now? Hallelujah. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Hallelujah. He's going to restore. The third thing I feel that God wants to restore. It is the habitation, our habitation. You see, we get so used to the valleys that our walk with God becomes lows with casual highs. And this is what I feel like God's saying. I'm going to turn it. Isn't that what God said? I'm going to turn it. And he says, where you've been living in the valley and sometimes visited the mountain, I'm going to cause you to live in the mountain. And every now and then you'll visit the valley, but you're going to live up in the mountain. Anybody ready? Anybody ready to live up in the mountain? Ezekiel 36 and 11. And I will multiply upon you man and beast. They shall increase and bring forth fruit, and I will settle you after your old estates and will do better unto you than at your beginnings, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Hallelujah. He's saying, I'm going to bring you up to the mountain, and when I bring you up, you're there to stay. 
Come on, no more having joy Sunday mornings. You're going to have joy on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Why? Because you're no longer going to be living in the valley. You're going to live up in the mountains. Anybody ready to move? Anybody ready to pack your bags and get up and say, I'm going to live in the positivity of my walk with God. I'm going to live in the joy of the Lord, the peace of God. Hallelujah. That's where I'm going to abide. It's the mountain of the Lord. Oh, somebody clap your hands again. I know I'm going quickly. Honestly, I'm just trying to get to the altar call because I feel God is wanting to do something. But uh, Isaiah chapter 58 and 11. And the Lord shall guide thee continually and satisfy thy soul in drought and make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters fail not. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old places that are wasted. God says, I know you still have dreams. Dreams you had when you first started living for God. Dreams you had when you first started preaching dreams you had when you were younger. He says, I know there's some old places that you've not visited for very long. They're wasted away. You feel like they've been lost and there's no way that they can be restored. But the Lord says, thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations and thou shalt be called the repair of the breach or the pathway to get back to the mountain and then he says the restore of paths to dwell in what he says here is he's saying I am going to restore the pathway back to the mountain and not only am I going to restore the pathway but I'm going to build again the houses on the pathway so that when you get up in the mountain it's not for a visit but you will be there to dwell in hallelujah come on now I believe this in the spirit God is building homes and houses up in the mountain and he's inviting us and saying just come on I've already made a way for you to get up into the mountain come on I've already made a way for your dreams to become a reality Come on. I've already got an anointing for you. Come on. I've already got blessing. I've already got favor. Come on. I've already got it for you. Come up into the mountain and I will cause you to live here with me. Oh, And he gives us this promise. 
everything that we lost in the valley. He's not just going to restore it. But Ezekiel 36 and 11. And God will do better unto you than at your beginnings. Brothers and sisters, I'm not just talking about finding something that you lost. I'm talking about finding something you lost and more. Yes, I know, Job, that your whole life has shattered before your eyes. This is the valley that you've found yourself in. But when I restore you, I'm not just going to restore that which has been lost but I'm going to restore an abundance. Uh, Job, Job chapter 42 and verse 12. Uh, hallelujah. It says, So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. Blessed the latter end more than his beginning. Let me tell you something. You're not at the end of the story. You're not at the end. Yea, though you may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that's just part of the path on your way to the mountain. But somebody today's got to get a change of mind and says, I don't want to live in the dump anymore. I don't want to live in the depression of my own doing, the negativity. No, I am more than a conqueror, and I will conquer all that is in my path. I will be an overcomer. I am victorious. There is an anointing for me. There is a holiness for me. There is favor for me. I claim it in the name of Jesus. Can we stand to our feet today? Oh, Hakoto Rabba Satani. Ikalaboso Taria Kadalabahando Ra. Today, I don't know what put you in the valley. I don't know if it was sin. I don't know if it was just circumstances. I don't know if it was just loss. But I know that there is the same solution for all of that. And it is Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14, and I'll end here. Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 14. Brother Louise, you don't have it because I, I just put it in my notes as God led me to it. 
But it says this, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. And listen, I will heal their land. This morning, here's what I'd like to ask you to do. If not for you, for the church, would you come as a congregation? Can we come and humble ourselves in the presence of God? And begin to pray and seek the face of God. And if you've got sin in your life,